Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today uh, by Texas uh, foot, former Texas uh, uh, assist, uh, student assistant coach, former Texas state champion, two-time head football coach, uh, state champion head football coach, Lamarck Cougars. Uh, then he spent a, a number of years in the Metroplex around the state of Texas as a head football coach, now retired, uh, Brian Irwin. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, year-end wrap here. Uh, we did not get a chance to talk to you last week right after the game, so I want to get a couple of your initial thoughts on the football game with Washington and what you saw the difference was in that game. Uh, but I also want to take a little bit of a retrospective and, and look at a couple of themes that you thought emerged uh, throughout the year. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, Brian, and, and thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, so, first of all, uh, the game against Washington, we all saw at 27-20, Washington just – you know, they were, they they came in 10 and two. They came in the more polished team, I thought, especially yeah. on offense. Uh, and they, they only lost two games all season, both away. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game and what it really came down to? Well, I thought, you know, number one, going in the game, I thought it was a very, very difficult, tough matchup for us. Uh, but uh, after, you know, watching the game, just very pleased with the way our defense played. And uh, the way we, we prevented the deep ball, the long ball, the, the big explosive plays. Uh, defense kept us in the game, gave us an opportunity to win it. Uh, offensively, I think that uh, came down to three series in a row in the first half where we uh, just didn't convert and any points. And it was third and one, fourth and one, third and three, I think, on those three uh, possessions in a row, which we didn't convert on third and, and or fourth down. And that's huge. I mean, you, you have to convert, uh, especially when it's third and one, fourth and one, um, and and try to match points with those guys. So a little disappointing to run game in the bowl game. Um, thought we'd run the ball a little bit better against that defense as I watched that team play this year. Again, you know, so explosive offensively, but I thought defensively they were they could be had, especially in the run game. But uh, our pass game uh, looked good, looked sharp, especially in the second half. And, um, you know, I think that was the tell of the tape with those three series in a row in the first half where we didn't get any points, and they did. Yeah. Um, it's certainly, you know, it's interesting because uh, I felt like, you know, Texas only scored three points in the first half, then comes out, does pretty well offensively, 17 points in the second half. Quinn Ewers starts to look a little bit more comfortable. Uh, mm. But at the same time, Washington seemed to uh, – improve their execution level on offense as well. I think had three consecutive drives or 10 of 10 plays or more. So your point is, Hey, you got to get them while you can get them and, and can't yeah. always be playing catch up basically. Especially against an offense like that. That That's the best, probably arguably the best offense in the country. I mean, they're they're. I watched them three or four times this year. They're, they're very explosive. The quarterback's unbelievable. They got receivers all over the place. They got tough running backs, a huge offensive line. Uh, they were tough to stop and tough to stop all year long. So it was going to be difficult to get into a true track meet with them. We were going to have to, you know, score when we got the opportunity and convert on third downs. That Michael Penix is going to be, I mean, he's, he's a Heisman candidate right now, you know, going into next year. That guy's a stud. Their receivers are, are studs. So defensively, I'm really proud of the way our guys stood up and uh, gave us a chance to win the game. You know, let, let, that's a perfect segue, I think, Brian, into what I wanted to talk about overall and that's themes uh for this uh football team you and i visited each and every week during football mm -hmm. 
uh, the football season during our lunch with the coach segment. Uh, but, you know, we rarely took a step back and tried to really look at, at the whole picture. Uh, we were mm -hmm. focused game to game. And I want to get your thoughts on the themes of the football team from this year, whether that's improvement from a year ago or improvement that needs to be made this coming year. And, and just get yeah. your, your thoughts on it. Let's start with the offense. And let's start with Quinn Ewers, the quarterback. Uh, consistency uh, needs to be there. Um, leadership needs to improve. Uh, body language and how he carries himself and as, as the leader, as the commander of that team and that offense. Uh, a little more emotion, maybe, out of him. Um, but uh, just the consistency of, of, of making the throws he's supposed to make, uh, not making throws uh, he, he, you know, he shouldn't make into, into, into coverage or safeties getting over the top, things like that. But uh, I think he grew as the season went on. And, hey, we got to be happy with the way he played in the ball game. Uh, he, he developed over those two or three, four weeks and played well. He played well enough for us to beat a very, very good Washington team. But um, I think those are the things we got to look for out of him is leadership, consistency, and uh, just being a commander of that offense and then the entire team in general. Did you see a progression throughout the year from him? Um, did you see things that, that made you think, huh, okay, this is this is where it needs to go? Uh, in the ball game, I, I didn't see a lot of progression after the injury. Um, it was, you know, two steps forward, two steps back type thing. And uh, didn't see it, but uh, you definitely could see the development and the progression of once he had the opportunity, maybe like you just said, to take a deep breath, go back with, with his coach and, and, and get out of the true game plan mode and, and truly develop. Uh, he's, a, he's a young kid. He's, he's virtually a freshman, true freshman. Um, and, and I think those weeks gave him the opportunity to develop, work on his footwork, his pocket presence see the field, make the throws. And, you know, he made some throws, and he made a few more that we didn't convert, that uh, we dropped some balls. Yeah. What about um, the offense as a whole? You know, what were your themes for the season and, and what you saw and what you think Texas can take forward? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Uh, I think the word consistency still pops, pops up. Um, balance. Uh, we need more balance. Uh, the run game, obviously, we've got Bijan and Roshan all year, and we leaned on them heavily, as we should. Uh, but it would have been nice to to become a nine or ten win team with some balance and be able to hit those shots down the field. And, and you've got to have the playmakers outside in order to do that. You know, I used to say all the time when I was coaching and, you know, parents or fans, well, Coach, why don't you throw the ball more? Why don't you do this? Well, I, have you come to practice? Have you seen, you know, it's not about throwing. It's about catching. You know, a lot of guys can throw a football, but not everybody can can run, get open, get separation, and catch a football. And we need more of those guys. We need the balance in the passing game, and that's what Sark wants. We all know that. We he wants to look like that team. You know, he had at Alabama that last year, and 
that's that's where we're trying to go, and I and I think we'll get there. We just didn't have the the horses this year to do it. You bring up a point that I think every uh, Longhorn fan is well aware of, uh, and that's catching the ball downfield. Xavier Worthy had a caught several balls in the in the Alamo Bowl, but dropped a couple that that were catchable, mm-hmm. and people may think that that was symptomatic of or representative of a lot of what Xavier Worthy did this year. You mentioned two steps forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that could be equally applied to Xavier Worthy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you and I both know Johnny Walker, the former receiver at Texas. Yeah. I was talking to Johnny on his radio show in San Antonio on Wednesday night, um, and I asked him, had he ever seen as, a, as talented a receiver – as Xavier Worthy have as big a problem tracking the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's a former baseball player, right? Yeah. And he's like, I I can't recall anybody having this disparity mm-hmm. of talents because I mean he he Johnny said it looks like to me anytime it goes below his numbers, he starts to have problems tracking it. Mm-hmm. Above, he's he's fine. Below, yeah. he goes, I don't know what it is. I, you know, he, he said he'd never seen anything like that. What, what about you, Coach? Yeah, I, I think that word tracking the ball definitely comes to mind. I was thinking the, the night of the game when I was watching it, it was the first deep throw we threw. It wasn't one of the ones he dropped necessarily, but uh, it was a good ball. It wasn't a great ball, but it was a good enough ball to, to, to be had, and uh, he didn't track it at all. He, he, I don't think he ever picked the ball up, and it was, it was it splashed down you know, right there near his feet. And uh, he just didn't track it. I'm, I'm watching going, he's not, he's not finding the ball. He's not tracking it. And uh, I don't, I just, I don't know what causes that. I, I don't know. Um, uh, perception, depth perception. I, I don't know. Uh, but he's not tracking those deep balls. Yeah. And it, it, it ended up uh, that that happens, but then the drop, uh, you know, subsequent drop uh, in the very next play, Cost Texas yeah. points at a time when Texas had a chance to make it a, a, a tighter game. Uh, but in all, uh, as Texas looks forward next next year, do you like the offensive line? Do you like maybe uh, the idea of getting into a different offensive set? Whereas last this past year, Texas was so often in a two tight end set because of the offense, mm-hmm. because of the uh, ability of both uh, Roshan and Bijan. They wanted to go heavy run. Now they yeah. may go to one tight end. Yeah. Uh, and instead of having this jumbo tight end like Andre Karich, they mm-hmm. may go one tight end, three receivers. Does that make Quinn Ewers more potent? Or uh, Because one thing I did think he did in the bowl game is I felt like he spread the ball around better. He yeah. wasn't so laser focused on Xavier Worthy like he was, say, at Oklahoma State. Right. Um, your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, being more multiple, you know, Casey Kane's development uh, is is a positive. Uh, we know we got some young guys coming in. We know we got Nayor coming off injury. Hopefully he, you know, that's that's a big, big question mark because we know how good he can be and, and he will be uh, coming off that ACL. How much of a difference maker it was not having that that second guy you know, from a deep threat standpoint, really probably the primary guy's a deep threat. Uh, you know, we'll see if Jordan Winnington comes back. I, you know, I just love him. I, I, I wish we'd got him a few more touches the other night. I love when he gets the opportunity, you know, six to ten times a game. Um, Jatavian Sanders, what a stud. He's going to get better. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think we'll be more multiple, uh, have a little bit more uh, of a skill set out on the field uh, to be able to get the ball, you know, down the field and, and also with the play-action pass. So it's going to help Quinn. The, the offensive line, we just need, again, consistency. Those guys would look good. They would look great, and then they would look very average. The other night, we looked very average. We did not look physical. And a lot of times this year, we looked physical. So when you ask me about the culture or the theme of the year, I'm like, man, we look like a physical football team, you know, on offense. We look like a physical football team on defense. So, so the consistency as those guys grow up and, and get more mature and, and get more coaching under their belt, more experience. Um, it's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It just needs consistency. We didn't know, Bobby, we didn't know what we were going to get from week to week. We did not know. We didn't know if the run game was going to be there. We didn't know if the pass game was going to be there. We didn't know if we'd be dominant in the run game. We didn't know if we'd be churning it out in the run game. Um, you know, there were a couple games there, Iowa State, Baylor, where we finally got the run game going in the fourth quarter, and then we just ran it every play and, and just willed victory. So that's the that's the huge positive, is that this football team, this culture, this coaching staff, these players, they grew up and, and they toughened up, and, and they established an intense desire to win, and that's what I'm most proud of. Got it. Um, I, I would I would agree with that. They flipped the season. I mean, a year ago, five and seven. This year, eight and five. A three-game yeah. improvement uh, by every standard is, is an improvement. Plus, I think they have uh, probably their best football ahead of them, even yeah. though they're losing some really talented players like Bijan, Roshan, Keandre Coburn, uh, Anthony Cook, uh, et cetera. Uh, Brian, we talk about improvement year over year. A year ago, Pete Kwiatkowski, uh, a lot of people were calling for his job and wanted him gone. Uh, but you look at what happened over the spring, over the summer, uh, they kind of buckled down, added a corner in the in the transfer portal in Ryan Watts. And I don't think there's any question that as you look at this season, uh, the major improvement uh, year to year came on the defensive side of the ball. The players played faster, stronger, um, more uh, – they were just – more prepared it felt like we got a glimpse of that really early in the season against alabama mm -hmm. uh, then we saw some some poor games oklahoma yeah. state very bad game i thought for the defense texas tech bad game but they were worn out a lot of plays yeah. um yet as the year closed really the last half of the season the one unit that texas could rely on was the defense what what, what are your thoughts on that theme uh and, and that idea that the defense actually at the end of the year was the one people were relying on yeah my thoughts you know it starts up front those guys those guys played really well played really physical our guys up front look like we belong look like we belong in the sec you know interior wise uh we can play with anybody uh, we're not getting pushed around shoved around uh that allowed us to stop the run that allowed Jalen ford to have a big year demarvin Oishan to have a big year um, it allowed our safeties to fit the run game even better, whereas we really struggled with that last year with our safeties fit in the run game. 
So being able to stop the run the way we did all year long uh, was was huge, and that and that's where it starts because we remember last year when we were just getting run through, you know, like crazy. I mean, we just couldn't stop the run. Swiss right. cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have another thought, but I, I can't say it. <laughs> but uh, that that's. Here's here's a question because I, I struggle with the one part about defense that I struggle with is short yardage and third down getting off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with all of what you said, and I think you and I look at it and like they were so much better on defense. They went yeah. from the outhouse, not necessarily yeah. to the penthouse, but they were pretty darn good. Yeah. I mean, against TCU, they were darn good. Oh, wow. Alabama, darn good. Baylor, I thought they kind of just smothered them in the second half. Um, that that being said, they're still having a problem getting off the field on third down. Um, and it's primarily third and medium, third and short. They're not having major problems on third and long. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you say Pete Kwiatkowski and those guys start attacking that problem this offseason? Just we've got to get a little bit better, a little bit more talented at the corner and safety positions uh, where those guys can match routes, tighten their covers down a little bit more, uh, have the have the skill set, have the speed to, to play tighter in those third down situations. I mean, you know, again, the RPO game's huge in the third and twos, third and threes. Felt like we stopped the run well enough, but then we'd give up that that three yard pass, that four yard pass, that that eight yard out route. You know, against Iowa State, just killed us with the with the out route stuff. Um, just improving in the secondary a little bit more. You know, getting a little longer, a little faster, a little more athletic, a little better ball skills, and uh, that's gonna that's gonna come. Um, there's no doubt that's that's going to come. But you, the thing is, you got to defend, you know, both the run and the pass and the RPO stuff, and it's difficult when the offense is clicking. We're we're not gonna, you know, they're gonna get third down conversions. Um, we're not gonna stop them all the time, but we will more consistently as as we tighten that coverage down. And I think, you know, the last half of the season what what helped us a lot too, Bobby. I I know we mentioned it. It was after the TCU game when we talked and. We became a lot more aggressive defensively in our coverages and our man coverages from TCU on. I don't know if you noticed how much more man coverage we played in in certain situations, whether it was first down or third down. Uh, but but a lot of times we were you know playing a lot of man coverage, which helps when you have the ability to play man coverage. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of that uh, because the zone coverage, a great receiver is going to get open. You know, he, he can turn it into an, an option route. If you got inside leverage, he's going to break it out. If you got outside leverage, he's going to break it in. Good quarterback puts it on him and bam, they move the chains. That's very, very difficult to stop. It's it, there's a, there's a reason to play it and, and there's a process to play in it. And there's a, there's a, there's a need for it, but, but you got to mix and match it. You got to disguise it. But uh, when you do have the opportunity to play man coverage, it, it really helps you tighten things up and puts more pressure on the offense. And I think we did that the second half of the season. Do you think that um, Pete Kwiatkowski could have been even more um, uh, risk uh, risky at times against Texas Tech, against uh, Washington, uh, against Oklahoma State in that regard? Uh, because they, you know, my my thought process there is those are the games. Uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State probably 
the two games that got away that Texas fans feel like they, they could have, should have won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, your, your thoughts on that? Yes, definitely. In Texas Tech, uh, we were, we were, you know, we were still, it was still early in the season, uh, fairly conservative. Um, I was at that game. Um, yes. Yeah. Like to say, it's been more aggressive. I think we did grow and become more aggressive as, as things went on. Oklahoma State, that was just a weird game. I, I don't know. Um, I can't really pinpoint how aggressive or how conservative we were in that situation. Just a weird game. Yeah, it um, felt like it felt like that was Spencer Sanders' last last hurrah. Last hurrah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was. <laughs> and it, and it resu- that's the way it ended up too. By the yeah. way, uh, yeah. young man uh, transferring out. So, um, Brian, uh, we talk about this year overall, and we've talked about uh, you know what you thought of Washington, what you thought of that about the team and their progression uh, from on offense and defense. What about Sark and his staff as a whole, and where this program you think is headed? Uh, the positives, the negatives. Um, I look at the, I look at it right now, and I see the offensive line being so young mm-hmm. uh, as a real, real positive. I see Quinn Ewers, who you and I know are both, it's just really, really talented. Yeah. Arch Manning is in the, is in the wings now, as well. You, you, you just get a feel that 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 offense is coming along and maturing to what he's hoping it will eventually be. It may not be next year. It may not be uh, two years from now. It may be when they're they're juniors and seniors, right, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Um, defense is a little bit different in that I think that they're not necessarily smothering, and I don't know exactly what a Pete Kwiatkowski defense is supposed to look like at the penultimate, right? Like, yeah. what's the goal? Um, but as a football coach, you have a unique perspective in that you've seen these progressions when you go in and take over another program and you've done that before. So kind of talk, talk us through what you're seeing right now at Texas with coach Sark and his staff on on the whole, as well as the personnel uh, around him uh, with the uh, offense defense. Everything seems to be, you know, just trajecting up, uh, you know, from recruiting uh, to, to the portal, to the, to the culture, uh, I just like the way we're trending. Uh, you know, we're stacking class on class. Um, we're not settling for the next guy. We're, we're going after the best, and if we don't get them, then we'll figure it out. You know, after that, um, I think the players really enjoy playing for Sark. They battle for him. Uh, they're fighting for him. Uh, we become a physical football team again. I like that. Uh, we're tackling on defense. We're not. We're not soft. We're being able to run the football on offense. Um, I, I just like where we're headed. You know, um, it's 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 lining up. We just need a little bit more time um, to to right the ship, get a few more pieces in place in the secondary, a few more pieces in place at receiver, grow the offensive line up, grow grow our quarterbacks up, and that takes time. We, we're building this thing the Texas way, the Sark way, the predicament we were in when he got here, and it's it's a different situation and predicament than 
TCU, okay? It's a different predicament than USC or LSU. It's it's our predicament. It's our situation. We got to do it, and I think he's doing it the right way and, and the only way uh, that, that's going to work. Uh, so I, I'm positive about it. I see the positives. Um, as we develop on defense, I, I don't think it's about becoming a blitz, crazy, frenzy type of defense. I think it's a four-down defense. If we can beat people in four down, two inside linebackers, a star, two safeties, two corners, and do it down in, down out, and, and, and you know stop people and be physical, stop the run, get off the field, that's who he wants to be. You watch Georgia, that's who Georgia is. Georgia is not fancy. Georgia just whips your butt. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not gimmicky. They're going to line up with four down. They're going to come after you a little bit, but for the most part, they think they can line up in four down every single down and beat you. And that's where we like to get. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Brian Irwin, uh, former head football coach, now retired, uh, two-time state champion. I uh, can't tell you how much, uh, how many uh, nice comments uh, we get on this channel about your uh, ability to, to talk to folks and tell them how a coach feels each and every week. It's been a real pleasure this year, Brian. Uh, you're an awesome dude, and, and I appreciate you very, very much. Uh, thank you uh, for this year, and uh, thank you, everybody else, for watching. Uh, for Brian Irwin, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. Hook them. Hook them. <laughs>